Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kathy Kay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2016, and we are reading from the big book. We are on page 55, the second paragraph. Today's readers are Lydia S. on the 12 Steps, Charlie G. on the 12 Traditions, and reading the text are Anita J., Sally A., and Dion R. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, April 20th, 2016, is 8677. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating from everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And before I ask Lydia to read the 12 steps, I'd like to remind everyone to stay muted I hear some ruffling going on, um, so could you please press star one and make sure you're muted. Lydia, please go ahead and read us 12 steps. I'm sorry, Kathy, having trouble getting unmuted. Good morning. It's Lydia in Texas, grateful compulsive eater in recovery. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked God to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and, when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood God, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pleasure to do service. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you, Lydia S. And Charlie G., would you please read our 12 traditions? Good morning, Kathy. Thanks so much for your service. Good morning, everyone. Charlie G. here, recovering uh, compulsive overeater in Alberta, Canada. The 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much, Charlie G. Our soul, uh, I'm sorry, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today we begin our study of the big book on page 55, uh, the second paragraph that begins, Actually, We Were Fooling Ourselves. And I will ask Anita J. to get us started. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Thank you for your service. My name is Anita J. And I am a grateful, underlying grateful, recovered overeater uh, living in um, Massachusetts. Actually, we were fooling ourselves. 
For deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscured by calamity, by pomp, by worship of other things, but in some form or other it is there. For faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculous demonstrations of that power in human lives are facts as old as man himself. We finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was as much a fact as we were. We found the great reality deep down within us. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. It was so with us. And I was told to concentrate on the second paragraph. These are both so rich, but the final one is like we're coming to the conclusion. And, you know, I have a little comment here. Faith is an inside job. And somewhere else I have written, nothing's enough until I'm enough. And so it's a big job for God to get us realigned again. That's what I feel. Um, I looked in so many other places. I've shared about that. We don't, we've all looked. And now I just let my children be children. You know, they're not children anymore. But and not looking to them to be this thing that was found inside me, that intuitive hunch. I guess you can call it for yourself an intuitive hunch. I know the things that come to me from deep within are not coming from Anita J. If they were, I would have thought of them years ago years ago and saved myself decades of unhappiness, disillusionment. Um, I'm much happier this way. You know, when I was thinking that only God could be found in churches, I went denomination shopping. And with the final one, when the minister had these there, I pulled my kids out of nursery school and that was that. Well, who was I? I, I threw the baby out with the bathwater. It's uh, it was a terrible way to live. Um, I didn't. It was like OA gave me permission to believe again. That's the kind of human being I was. It's like I couldn't come to that conclusion myself. I couldn't. I couldn't listen deep within until until I. Um, was told it's there and I saw it in the eyes of a lot of people but I, when you know how I've really seen it I've seen it through hearing through my ears listening on this phone meeting people all over the country and other countries who have that same God they have their piece of that God deep within that Whatever they call it, some people say there's something else, but I can hear that strength in them. And I just feel like I'm a grateful human being, and um, I wouldn't want to do anything to, do, to, uh, to ruin my connection. And um, 
that is by following these steps and working with other people, I can hear pretty clearly now the inside of me. And uh, when with that, I gratefully pass. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Anita J. We will now hear shares on the second paragraph that Anita read. Who would like to begin? Larry. Tina S. I'm sorry, who was after Larry? Tina S. Tina S. Sarah W. Sarah W. Janice M. Janice M. (sighs) Anyone else? Okay, we'll start with those four. Larry K., Tina S., Sarah W., and Janice M. Please go ahead, Larry. Good morning, Kathy. Thanks for your service. Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. You know, it, it, uh, I, I'm going to drill down here where it says, sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. You know, and that word fearlessly is an interesting word for me. Um, you know, it means bold, you know, brave, uh, with courage. Um, you know, but I, I might ask myself, you know, why, why would I be fearful in, in merely searching? You know, especially something that might be helpful to me. Well, You know, I can tell you why I was fearful at the prospect of searching. You see, you know, what would happen to me if everything I thought I knew about the existence of a higher power, you know, um, had to be set aside? You know, what what if there was really a creative intelligence that that I had been blocked off from? You know, what, what, what would that prospect feel like if I came to that conclusion? Um. You see that, you know, then if if that were the case, the mere prospect of searching may cause me to feel a bit anxious, a bit uncomfortable. And it's as though, you know, we sit on one side of the bridge, you know, wanting desperately to cross over to freedom. Yet we're often, you know, we often feel more comfortable. I know I did in my misery on the one side of the bridge because at least it was a misery that I, I knew my whole life, you know. And it takes courage to lay aside the familiar for something new. I know it did for me, you know, perhaps something infinitely better. So, you know, we begin that journey across the bridge, you know, first one step, then we take another step and then another. And, and then, you know, divine providence kind of moves in. And, you know, it's, it's, it was unequivocally not true for me that, that all I had to do to get well is put the food down and go to meetings. I mean, if, if that were the case, you know, step 12 would, you know, would have to be written, you know, rewritten, you know, like, like having had a spiritual awakening as the result of a food plan and a, you know, regular attendance at meetings, you know, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and so on, you know, um, but no, I, I had to search and it was through these steps that I was uh, brought into alignment with this 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 creative intelligence, whatever it is for you. But for me, you know, um, this creative intelligence, now I'm in alignment with God and uh, it's not perfect. And it's, it's a, you know, I continue to, to grow and learn, but um, it's, it's my life is infinitely better than it was. And, um, and that obsession was, was lifted. Thank God. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry Kay and Tina S. Please go ahead. Thanks, Kathy, for your service. Um, Wow. You know, it says, uh, we found the great reality deep down within us. 
in the last analysis that it's only there that he may be found. You know, I've been uh, around a while, and and it was a few years ago that I actually was listening to a big book study, and um, I I heard that in the last analysis. Wow, how appropriate that is for me, because I played God for a very, very long time. And when there was no place else to go, you know, in the final examination that I did, I find a power greater than myself deep down within me, you know, because, and it's, it's been shared over and over again. I was always looking out there someplace, you know, for somebody, something, uh, somehow, some way. And, um, you know, when I was finally, you know, beaten to the, to the place of, of reasonableness that I hear, you know, and, and it took a a long time for me, you know, and I'm really grateful today that I, you know, I have the opportunity to, to go to several face-to-face meetings that people come in very young, you know, how cool is that? You know, I first came over to Eaters Anonymous when I was 30 back in 1987, you know, my abstinence date is 1999, and you know, today I'm 58, but you know, I have a life today, you know, my wildest dreams, and that's just the truth, you know, and um, and it's because, you know, I finally, you know, gave up the fight, you know, the powerlessness. If I stay in step one, I'm screwed, you know, so I have to take the journey, two to 12, you know, and I have to believe that something other than me can restore me to sanity, and that's through three and, and you know, and on, and, and there's no other shortcut for me, and that's just for me, so with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. And Sarah W., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for your service. Uh, good morning, Vision, to you. This is Sarah W., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Iowa. Um, the first sentence, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup. And, you know, that's telling me that it's always been there. It's always been a part of me. Um, I, re- I remember as a little girl, um, we, went, we went to Bermuda, my parents and I, and I was sitting next to my father, and I looked out into the clouds, and I said, Daddy, where's God? And, you know, I don't think I had any idea, you know, what anything was, but I think I always was a seeker, always. And the thought that comes to me is that, you know, we're spiritual beings um, that are on a human journey, or are we human beings on a spiritual journey, you know? Uh, For me the words I heard from everybody was gratitude. And I think once we go to gratitude and we start looking around us and seeing all the beauty that life offers us, there is God, you know? And and we, we, we make it so much more complicated than it needs to be. And, um, you know, uh, I woke up today and I was doing my prayer meditation and I picked up a book that I hadn't looked at for a long time, and it's um, it's illustrated in kind of a um, a whimsical way, and it and it talks about a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, and that this these caterpillars were always searching for something, and then they were following, and they were trying to go up this pillar, and they thought there was something up there, and and then finally they started realizing that within them they could make this cocoon and they could become this beautiful butterfly. And I think that's what higher power allows us to do. And it is inside of us. It is all inside of us. And it's that passion that we have. And, um, you know, I'm going through a lot of things um, in my mind and in my heart um, and and also um, 
medically. And, you know, the thing I have to just feel in my heart is that today is the only day I have, and I want to make it the best day. And when I grab a hold of God's hand, it is the best day. But I just have to look around me and just be present because the presence or the present is the gift. The gift is the present. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah W. And Janice M., please go ahead. Well, good morning, and thank you, Kathy, for your service. Uh, Please time me because I don't have a timer. Yes, my name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. We finally saw, well, we finally saw. That doesn't, it means a conclusion for me that, you know, I was searching and searching and searching, but I finally said, okay, I'm willing. So what did I do? I came to, I'm willing because this obsession of mine with the food, I can't find how to get rid of it. I've tried everything. So I came to OA. Okay, well, I listened to recovered people, but that didn't do it for me. I didn't find my God, that my the idea of my God that way. I went to so many meetings. I did food plans. Still, that idea of a power that I needed did not come through that. I heard testimony, but it still didn't do it for me personally. I had to search. You know, you have a treasure chest and you search for the ring that you want, the diamond or whatever, and you have to search. You have to take care, um, you know, uh, go through a lot of garbage, a lot of not real things. And that's what we have to do here. The problem is that I was powerless, you know, lack of power. So I've got to find that power. Well, how do I do it? Where do I go for it? Well, the answer is here for me. I had to search. Search is action. I had to be willing to search. doesn't happen here in the second and third step. I had to be willing to search for that power. So it took action for me. It's going to take action to have that power come to us. Um, They tell us through their experience that that's what happened to them. So it can happen to you and it happened to me because we have to uncover I had to uncover those blocks to find that power. Like I had to uncover, throw away things in that treasure chest that were old to get to that diamond, to get to the real diamond. You see, this is the greatest promise for us to, you know, of the book is to find that power. Because why? Because I lack that power. You know, nobody in this world can change my mind or take away that obsession you know, to compulsive overeat. So it's within me. My mind is, is, is within me. And my higher power, whom I choose to call, you know, call God, <clears throat> was in me to change my mind on one day at a time. One day at a time. So we're between these steps, you know. Okay, yeah, I know. So-and-so um, did these steps and they found the power. So the second step is, okay, then, you know what? I'm going to be willing to believe that because they did that, I'm going to do it. So the great reality is the power that I found deep within us once all those blocks, you know, through the steps, all those blocks were uncovered. And um, I'm Janice. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Janice. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? Mary Kay. This is Bella Kedaisher. 
have Mary Kay and Bella G. Anyone else? Marie B. Marie B. Rochelle and Marilyn. Marie. Marie, I'm sorry. Mary B. Rochelle and Marilyn. Mary B. and Michelle. Uh, Rochelle and yeah. Marilyn. Thank you. Okay. Alice M. Alice M. Okay. Anyone else? Okay, so I have Mary Kay, Bella G, Marie B, Mary B, or is that the same person? Those two different people? Uh, Rochelle. Two and, different. Two different people, Kathy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Rochelle and Alice M. Okay, Mary Kay, please go ahead. Good morning. Thanks for your service. Thanks for everyone on the line. My name is Mary Kay, a grateful, recovered, not cured, compulsive overeater from Western New York. Um, what I'm drawn to in this paragraph is the uh, great reality with the capital G and capital R. And I'm, um, I learned to pay attention to some of these details by listening to people on this line. And and I went back and compared to some of the recent capitalizations and where they were and what we were reading in recent pages was the God of Reason. And, of course, and that was when we were relying on our, our own thinking to solve everything. And and Bill, in his craftful, masterful writing, take, gently takes us to a great reality that in, in our, and the reason gets lowercased again. And... And the last analysis um, draws us eventually as we look inside of ourselves um, to a great reality that's inside of us, that that's where our source of power comes from. And it's only from uh, a power outside of ourselves, um, a power greater than we are, that we can um, uh, go to every day to be relieved one day at a time, from picking up, I've got a dear friend and program who's taught me a simple yes or no prayer, and and the and that's how intimate it gets is just with decisions to go inside and check in and then listen for that that small voice, um, and it does work, um, and I'm 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 living it every day, and I'm so grateful um, for this new new reality, a great reality that's been in my life but it wasn't awake in my life, and I appreciate that. And everyone in the room, thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Mary Kay. I was uh, uh, muted, sorry. Bella G., please go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such a beautiful, beautiful reading today. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly. Oh, yes, I was there. Yes, before I was in the program, I had a belief that God is a punishing God. And yes, I grew grew up religious and I did believe in God, but God wasn't really my friend. And I for sure didn't want to be God's friend 
because I was scared from him. He was, for me, something, somebody that is punishing me because I am a bad girl, I am a bad person. And, you know, I was scared to do mistakes because if I will do mistakes, again, God will not love me. And I didn't... I didn't want to be close with this punishing God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am not there anymore. And by leaving the steps one day at a time, yes, for me today, God is everything. He is really everything. And I have to remember, step one, I am powerless. Yes, I am powerless. I am human. And this is the way that God created me. And this is the way that God wants me to behave and to be, to be not perfect. And yes, I I did mistakes and I will do mistakes. My power is to choose, to choose the right choice one day at a time. And today for me, I am connected, thank you God, to a loving and accepting God. And today... I don't have to be scared, and I live fear-free person. And yes, sometimes, you know, I have these fears. Today I have the tools how to deal and what to do with my fear. And today I know that when I have the fear, for me it's the time to pause and to, to take away the blockages between me and God and to know that God loves me and accepts me. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella G. And Marie V., please go ahead. Good morning. This is Marie V. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Thank you. It's a privilege to be able to share. Thank you for your service. Um, You know... As a little girl, I remember going to church and feeling a lot of emotion because of the organ music, the choir singing, and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful feeling. I grew up going to a private girl's school, Catholic school, and and all that was good because it was an escape from home. But um, I never had a personal God. I did grow up believing, but I never had a personal God. And uh, the older I got, the further away I got from any connection to a power greater than myself. I hated my life. I hated my life. I hated it as a young a child, as a young woman. And uh, my married life was hell. I hated all the chores. You know, I hated uh, being a mother. I did everything begrudgingly. I tried so hard to lose weight, thinking that that would make me happy and that would make everything all right. And, of course, that was never the answer, and I could never find the solution to what I thought was my worst problem, my weight. I lived in confusion, frustration, terror, despair every day. I found the program, got abstinent, lost over 100 pounds. But one day when I was in the middle, 
of my recovery. I was mopping a floor, and my attitude was good. I was happy as I was mopping the floor, which was a miracle because I hated doing that before. And the thought came to me that I had been abstinent for a long time, that I had been losing weight, and the thought came to me, you aren't doing this. Something outside of yourself is doing this. And I believe that's the time that God revealed himself to me. And from that little tiny thought, I call it a spark of faith. It has grown into a burning desire to come to know my God more and more every day. Today I know God is the center of my life. The things that have happened to me physically, mentally, emotionally, the changes, I could have never, never, ever done by myself. Everything that I was, I no longer am. Everything that I am today is because of this program that God led me to, because of people like you, your example, the sponsors I've had that have instructed me, that for I don't know why I was willing to follow their direction, the 12 steps which I practice daily in my life. I do the best I can. I found a God of my understanding. And thank God, he understands me and he accepts me and loves me, both good and bad. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Marie V. Mary B., please go ahead. Yes, thank you. Good morning, Kathy Kay. Thank you so much for your service, and thanks to everyone who uh, shared this morning. This is Mary B. I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater um, from California, but currently in Arizona. Oh, this paragraph, we found the great reality deep down within us, and I wrote on the side of this paragraph, that's it. Simply, that's it. That was the answer. That was what I had been seeking for so many years. So when I read this and I realize how true it is, I ask myself, what took you so long? What took so long? And I feel like I'm just repeating what so many have already said this morning but I had to clear out the blocks, those things that were blocking me from my higher power, which for me was in step four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And I know that for a lot of people, and I know people in program who do a fearless and thorough search with those steps, and that's it for them. But for me, I think Bill W. knew that there would be a lot of Mary Bs around. And so thank God for step 10 and 11. 
because I have to continuously keep this vessel clear, clear of the fear. And my greatest fear was fear of God himself. You know, God will punish you. That was all I ever heard as a child about God. God will punish you. And so I had a long way to go. And only my higher power could have kept me coming back year after year after year with all the slipping and sliding and reaching. But I continued to reach and had those experiences over those years. There was a lot of uh, very good years and um, years searching. And I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that he kept me around long enough to be where I am today with a relationship with a higher power deep within. It's all been worth every single minute. Thank you for the opportunity to share this morning. Thank you, Mary B. And Rochelle from Maryland, please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you for your service. I assume you could hear me? I can. Okay, great. I remember when my sponsor first had me read the first 164 pages, I I read it in a rush just to say that I finished the assignment. So when I see this paragraph, it's for me brand new. And uh, I just like that for me, uh, the way I I see it is not that we finally saw it. I have to do it. I have to personalize it. I have to say I finally see, and I have to put it in the present tense, that faith in some kind of God is part of my makeup just as much as the feeling as I have for a friend. Sometimes I, had to search, sometimes I have to search fearlessly, like every single day, but I know he is there. He is as much of a fact as I am. We found the great, I found the great reality deep down inside me. The only thing I would disagree with is this last, paragraph, this last sentence, and the last analysis is only there that he may be found. It is so with us. Nope, I think that God is not just inside of me. God is everywhere but I have to be open to that possibility. And I think about Moses in the burning bush, and because my mind thinks of what's, what are opposites, what are contradistinctions here. So, but the bottom line is that um, this, this part, the sentence that I really like in here is that um, he is as much a fact as I am. When I live in my life, I think of me as being real, you know, before program. And I have to do everything myself. I have to solve things. I have to figure out things. I got to understand things. But the actual reality is, he is existing as much as I am existing, and even more so because he lives forever, and I only live however many years he gives me. And um, so that means that God, in a sense, is more real than I am. And and yet we have this illusion because we see things through our eyes and we hear things through our ears. And therefore, you know, anything that we can see and touch and hear seems to be real, and anything that we can't see and touch must be unreal. But it's actually the opposite. Ain't that something? So with that, I'll pass, but uh, I just am so intrigued by this paragraph. Thank you. Pass. Thank you, Rochelle. And Alice M., please go ahead. Good morning. Thank you. Okay. Um, I am Alice. I am a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic, and I'm an atheist. Um, And I'd like to weigh in here as um, 
as an atheist because I tell you that, you know, we're reaching the end of this chapter. And um, if you are an atheist or an agnostic or any free thinker and you just came in and maybe you're a newcomer and you're hearing this, um, you might be bristling quite a lot. I get it. Um, I'm right there with you. Um, this, it's, this chapter is a very difficult read. could be a very difficult read. Um, it is for me. First 13, it's 13 pages long also. Um, it's, you know, it's, and I'm working, with, I'm working with an atheist new, very new sponsee right now, and I really want to be helpful. And so I'm really trying to, to wrap my head around how I can be helpful to that, that um, particular group of people because I'm, I'm doing this program and I'm, and I'm um, you know, holding on to my core values of atheism. So, you know, because at times, let's be honest here, folks, um, at times this, this chapter is very condescending and patronizing to secular fellows, but it was, and it's almost, uh, you know, in the beginning of the chapter it says, um, you know, this, um, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. But then you come toward the end and it's telling you, you know, it's a fact, you know, it's a fact. The fact is that there, you know, it's he, he, and it's, you know, the God and you and fundamental idea of God and for me that's not that's not it um the fundamental idea of good within everybody is how I see it um and you know but this uncomfortability was a good thing for me because it made me step away and say whoa okay then then what were the strengths outside of my own inner strength which I believe I have um that could empower me so that I could recover from this seemingly hopeless state of mind in which I was existing, not living, I was existing in my bulimia. So I set out, and I found others, and I said, you know, what is it then? You know, what is it that, that moves me? And, um, and I, I have a lot of, of beliefs, and they are not that there's a, they're not the ones presented in this, this few paragraphs we're reading, and, and they don't have to be. I had to remember um, that, you know, God is optional, you know, all we have to have is some kind of strength outside of ourselves that we go to. And um, I, you know, I believe in fundamental values of justice, equity, and compassion, human relations. You know, that was a start. I believe that, you know, there's, that people can change toward the good, including myself. And, and through the inventories, through, you know, the, I believe in the transform, transformational power of these steps to get me there, you know, to get us there. Um, and, and I embrace diversity and I, you know, I have a faith, I have a religion. Many of you would be surprised. I, I, uh, it's an outside issue, you know, and, and, um, and in my, in my religion, the first principle is that we respect and promote the inherent worth and dignity of every person, you know, and we embrace diversity and I'm Alice. Can you wrap up? Okay. Thank you. Yes, I can. So I'm just saying that, you know, if you find this part really difficult to listen to, um, it is. And this is just, it's a period piece. It was written so long ago and so many things have changed and come around since then. And, and um, I just don't believe in the whole kind of bait and switch here that, you know, it's okay to start off being a skeptic, but eventually you'll see the light. You know, you get to choose what your own light is. And I think so I pass with that. Thank you, Allison. Um, Sally A., would you please read the next paragraph for us? Yes, I will, Kathy. I'm right here. It's Sally A. in South Jersey Recovered Compulsive Overeater. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, enables you to think honestly, 
encourages you to search diligently within yourself. Then, if you wish, you can join us on the broad highway. With this attitude, you cannot fail. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come to you. This is a very powerful paragraph. It's uh, on the heels of so much that's been said. It's sort of a summation. Um, interestingly, first of all, it's giving us a list. We can only clear the, path, the ground a bit, so I have this picture of a bulldozer that's trying to help you push away all of your pride, all of your prejudice, all of your preconceived notions that are blocking you. Clear the ground a bit. We can only clear the ground a bit. If our testimony, number one, helps to sweep away prejudice, Number two, enables you to think honestly. Number three, encourages you to search diligently within yourself. Then, if you wish, you can join us on this broad highway. And with this attitude, when it says that, with this attitude, first of all, I'm reminded of page 72. We're taking a look at that because it's another, another paragraph that sums up what we're doing here. at the top of page 72, beginning with the second sentence. We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator, something different than what we had before, because what we had before wasn't working. And finally, and to discover the obstacles in our past. It's like there's like a, a one sentence that sums it all up, that we're getting a new attitude, a new relationship, and discovering the obstacles. And we have the same thing happening here on the bottom of 55. We have a summation of everything that's been talked about. If we can help you sweep away your prejudice, if we can enable you to think severely, rigorously honest, and encourage you to search diligently, the word diligently, deeply, carefully, thoroughly, diligently within yourself, then if you wish, if you're willing, if that step-sick willingness to join us on the broad highway with this attitude, you cannot fail. And I love this last sentence to wrap it up. The consciousness of your belief, like a burp, because that's what happened to me when I was doing my, my inventory and, this, and a lot of information was burping up that I was pushing down because of my own pride and prejudice. I pushed down a lot of thoughts and feelings and memories. The consciousness of your belief, yours, not anybody else's, just yours, is sure to come to you. The awareness of your belief is sure to come to you. Thanks for letting me share with that, I pass. Thank you, Sally A. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Rachel Monica. W. Okay, Rachel W., Monica T. Anyone else? Okay, let's start with those two. Rachel W., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for your service, and good morning, everyone. This is Rachel W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, calling from New York. And, um, you know, in the last paragraph, we had the sentence, you know, we had to search fearlessly. And here in this one, we say it says here that um, I have to search diligently within myself. You know, it's a fearless, diligent, diligent program. I have to, to work at this. And you know, what does that mean? You know, what, when does push come to shove? And I know in my life, you know, a few years back, you may have heard of it. There was a shooting in the Naval Yard in Washington, D.C. 
And um, that was my brother's office. And um, the shooter came in and shot everyone. And my that morning, my brother actually had chosen to be grateful for his son going to school. And he was five minutes late for a meeting with his captain at 830. And, um, and guess what? The captain was shot. And um, so in that moment of my, my brother being uh, he saved, um, yeah, there was a big you know, belief in us, something else that he survived that was, uh, was not lost on us. It was a big miracle. And, um, and you know what, though? There were families that lost, lost their relatives that day. There were funerals. He had to attend that for a couple weeks after that. And, um, and I myself, you know, with my sister, um, she got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and she passed away. So that's when the fearless and diligence of uh, searching for uh, something else and a belief in God really, you know, that's when push comes to shove. And it's in those moments, you know, we say that we have to have a relationship with our, our the, you know, it could be like a, having a relationship with a friend. I mean, there's ups and downs there. And in, in any relationship, there's ups and downs. And coming for me, coming back from a relapse, I had to learn and I had to really get the idea that, yes, well, I can go out and enjoy a beautiful, luminous sunset and I can, you know, go to the ocean and just enjoy, see God and nature and, and thank God for all the blessings you know, there's a lot of pain in the world. There's a lot of agitation that, um, that I have to go through. And, um, and it was in coming to realize that those agitations were really um, opportunities to learn. And the fearlessness and the diligence that I get for, is from this program, from a sponsor who will, who will push me and, and push my belief in God. And why are we doing this anyway? You know why we're doing this? Because I need to believe in something else or else I become God, and if I'm God and I get agitated, I will, be, I will destroy myself, either with food or some other addiction. Um, it's not safe for me not to believe in something else. But the truth is, you know, not only do I believe, have this belief so that I can stay out of my addiction, you know, not, not only do I constantly enlarge my spiritual base by leaning into the steps because I know it's life or death, um, that I, will, I can die from this disease, so I need to do this work, but it's added such an incredible dimension to my life, you know, to be on this line every day, you know, hearing these, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up, but hearing these um, universal truths that are true for all of us, you know, the idea just to, that there is something else, that, that I don't have to die from this disease. And, and I do that from the diligence and fearlessness that I learn from all of you on the line that are doing it, and I'm doing it with you. And um, my name is Rachel W., and thank you, thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, Monica T., please go ahead. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater presently here in Richmond, Virginia. Um, so here we are on page 55, and I want to take you back to page 45 first for a moment because in the first full paragraph there it says, lack of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live. And it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? So here's the question. Where and how are we to find this power? And here on page 55, we're being given the answer to those questions. In the first paragraph, we're going to how? Search fearlessly. Where? Deep down within us. And Bill feels that this is so important that he repeats this again in the second paragraph we've read. How? Think honestly. How? Search diligently. Where? 
within yourself. And so, and then it goes on. So, you know, if our testimony helps sweep away prejudice, you know, there's our little set aside prayer. God, please set aside everything I think I know about everything. And enable me to think honestly and search diligently. And like Sally said, diligently, deeply, carefully, thoroughly, energetically. And then we're told with this attitude we can't fail. Now there's a promise. The consciousness of your belief is sure to come. So with this awareness, we're, you know, with this knowledge, with this realization, your belief is sure to come. So they're, they're giving us a guarantee here, a promise. If you're willing to do this work that we're going to set out for you. And that's exactly what this book is about, it says back on 45. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. And, um, you know, this worked for me. This has definitely worked for me in working these steps and having a spiritual awakening as a result of doing each step. In order, um, I have found this great reality. I have a personal relationship today with this great reality within myself, and it can be yours. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica T. Uh, We have time for a two-minute share. Would anyone like to take it? Yes, this is Vivian N. Go ahead, Vivian. Hi. Thank you for your service. This is Vivian M. and postal reader in Vermont. And um, the, the, the thought of the fundamental, we all have a fundamental God, idea of what God is. And I always had a fundamental idea of what God was. Um, uh, it was not the right fundamental idea, but it was a fundamental idea because uh, it didn't work for me. It, it just didn't work. I, I only needed God if there was catastrophic things happening and I would pray and I would feel so guilty because I didn't pray unless there was something like that going on in my life. Uh, but I knew there was something. I just didn't know how to access it. And so I never had the comfort that it would provide for me. And I just wanted to share something. I hope this isn't being uh, using it as an outside issue, but I was watching something on TV last night about morbidly obese people, and I was looking at them and seeing to the lengths they went for their disease. And um, they weighed over 600 pounds. And I, uh, I remember that I was more than half what they weighed and and I could be there in a heartbeat. I know I could because I'm one of these bottom feeding addicts and and I was just seeing to the lengths that they went uh, to overcome this disease but without the help of the higher power or at least it didn't appear to be. I shouldn't say I can't speak for them but it appeared that way to me. And then I, I realized that I wake up this morning grateful looking at my day ahead and for years now, I have been eating the same breakfast, substituting a couple of different things. It was a couple of different choices, weighing and measuring it every single day. And I can't believe that I have done that. And I all of a sudden, it occurred to me this morning, left to my own devices, without this fundamental idea of a God or something that's higher than I am, there is no way in this world I could be able to do that. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with something inside me that I believe in that is leading me and the access I have to it through these steps and through this program that's giving me the willingness, the acceptance, and the joy to have this in my life so I can walk in this life and not be afraid to be who I am and, and to be living in this in this world with grace. 
uh, don't feel wonderful every day because I'm human, but I do have that, and that is the most miraculous thing in the world. So yes, I do have a fundamental idea of what God is, and I believe that it's it saved my life, it's saving my marriage, it's saving everything that I've had uh, one day at a time. So for that, I'm really grateful. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Vivian M. It is now time for us to close our meeting. Um, and I want to thank everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Would Dion R. please read a vision for you? Thank you, Dion. Hi, my name is Dion. Um, Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear the way, I mean, sorry, clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trust the road of happy destiny. May God bless and keep you until then.